0: Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O-ThunderPod. Email the show, lo Pod at gmail.com. Call into the show, for 362 7128 On today's show, brought to you by Bill Bar. Go to Billbar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. We're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder, shutting down Al Horford, waving Austin Rivers, signing Moses Brown, losing to the Celtics, welcoming in Tony Bradley, and today's game against the Dallas Mavericks. So a ton to get to. Subscribe to Locked on Thunder anywhere you get your podcast from. It's the daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Today, on Monday, March 29th, we're going to talk right now about Al Horford. For this decision to be made, for the Thunder to sit down at Horford and shut him down for the rest of the year, uh, this is beneficial to both sides. For Oklahoma City, you get to spend the bulk of your minutes developing young bigs and, and playing young players. You also get to lose basketball games. And for Al Horford, you get to sit out and rest and not be hurt. You've put on a display enough in this season to show that you can still be a valuable NBA player, that you can still be a contributor and that's all you really had to do in this year, was show that you can still play a good style of basketball for the modern NBA era, and you can still play in this league. And he's he's done that. And so when you look at the April schedule, at best, with how many back-to-backs there are and how many three games and four nights or whatever there are, when you look at the April schedule and beyond, he was going to play in maybe half the games at best. I mean, at best, he played in half the games. What's the point? I mean, seriously, what's the point? Now, Al Horford will not get hurt. He can just continue to practice with the team, which he is. He'll he'll go to some of the home games. He probably will not travel with the team at all. Uh, And he'll just kind of be around, but not a part of the team on the floor in games. Oklahoma City gets to lose games now. They get to do so while developing Moses Brown and Tony Bradley and all these other bigs. They get to sit down Al Horford and make sure he doesn't get hurt because in the offseason, They're going to move him, and they're going to find a home for him that really benefits this stage of his career, which is just outright saying what the stage of the Thunder are is not trying to compete or go to the play-in. They're not trying to do that, and so if you're not trying to go to the play-in or or to compete, you're trying to lose and trying to better your draft odds, which is exactly what this team is trying to do. And you can see why that does not fit a 14-year veteran now, Horford. So they're going to work with him to get him a new destination in the offseason, and for now, the Thunder will continue to lose and continue to sit him That way they can develop young players. The Thunder are not going to buy Al Horford out this year. Obviously, they cannot trade him. It's past the trade deadline. It's going to be an off-season move, and then they're going to move him, and they're not going to attach assets to move off of him. It's not going to be a first-round pick in Al Horford for some crap to get off of his contract because they don't have to do that. They have the flexibility, and they have the cap sheet not to do that. Now, they won't get a big return for Al Horford, but they also will not attach anything to get rid of Al Horford in the off-season. So the question would be, Is this too little too late without Horford? And how far can you now move up in in, in the draft lottery odds? Well, I think that this team can get to fifth. I think they can get to fifth and jump over Toronto, who is still going to try to win, even as they lose two straight games and they're one and nine in their last 10. I think Toronto will still try to win games and try to be competitive. I think they can leap up over Cleveland. Again, Cleveland in their two straight losses has been competitive. They're 3-7 and seven in the last 10, but they've been competitive, and they're in a different stage than Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City's in that bottoming out stage. You, know, you don't have SGA. You don't have Bazley. You don't have Door. You know, we'll get to that in a second. You don't have any of these young guys. You don't have a single player from your opening night lineup available for you in these next couple of games at least. Oklahoma City's in that phase where they're just trying to lose. Cleveland is just not talented enough yet. They're not trying to lose. They're putting their best foot forward. They're trying to get their young guys some quality experience, and they're just not very good just yet. So I think that in the end, at the end of the day, with these head-to-head matchups, you can get above Cleveland, and Toronto. Now Washington is a team that's going to be gunning for the play-in because they didn't sell. They didn't. They didn't do anything at the deadline to, to discourage you from thinking that they're going to be gunning for the play-in. So you hope that they can get things together, and you, and you need to be a huge Washington fan. This. This. Next portion of the season, and a huge Cleveland fan. The next portion of the season, I, I do not think that you can overcome Orlando. Orlando has 31 losses, Oklahoma City has 26. Orlando has sold their entire team in this last week, and they're going to be led by Dwayne Bacon. I don't think that you can leapfrog Orlando, so you're going to be slotted, I think, on lottery night at five. And that gives you a 42.1% chance of the top four and a 10.5% chance of the top overall pick. So you're going to try to make the leap from eight right now, all the way up to five. And you are about what three and a half games back of that with the schedule, really, really picking up here. And you'll see it coming up with the thunder schedule. So that's kind of where this team's at. You're hoping to get to five and you're hoping to now just kind of view all this from a, loss perspective instead of a win perspective. And in the meantime, while you're losing games like against Boston, you have those individual storylines. Tail Tailmouth was incredible. Moses Brown was incredible. We're going to get to that later on. But you're looking at individual storylines more so than the overall big picture of a win-loss in each of these games, and the schedule does get tougher as we move forward. The same thing goes for Mike Muscala, who's been shut down. Now, he's just now appeared on the injury report as of 7.30 on Sunday with an ankle injury. But Mark said that he talked to Mike Muscala and told him at the all star break, hey, we're not gonna play you anymore. And this is kind of gonna be your role from now on. And Muscala has agreed to that. And Muscala is only owed $2.2 million with no money in the future. I think that if Muscala wanted a buyout, he could have one. I think that the Thunder would would honor that request if he made one to, to be bought out. Cause again, it's $2.2 million for a guy who's done everything right here in Oklahoma city and kind of deserves it and, and has been playing one of the best, one of the best basketball of his career. He deserves to be bought out if he wants to be, I just don't think he wants to be because he's been communicated with the whole time that he will not play anymore. And he still has not requested that buyout or gotten that buyout. So I'm, I'm I think that maybe Mike Muscala just likes being here and likes just being in Oklahoma city and sitting on the bench and being a part of this culture and, and just would prefer not to deal with the hassle of joining a whole new team in this kind of weird pandemic season. But both those guys, Al Horford, Mike Muscala have been incredible on and off the floor. They've been incredible with the teammates from all accounts, from the media. Every time that we've talked to them, they've been really kind to us and really, really going in depth on their answers. Whenever you ask them a question, I really enjoy listening to both Muscala and Horford and they've both been really good on the floor. I mean, Al Horford has been a quality starter and Mike Muscala is having one of the better years of his career. So so they deserve a ton of credit and recognition for what they've done this season. And I think it's up to, it's up to Mike Muscala if he wants to buy out. And I don't think he wants one just given the fact that it hasn't happened yet. Although the deadline for him to be bought out and then join a playoff team is April 9th to be playoff eligible. So we'll see. We still got some, t- some time here to figure all that out. But now he's on the injury report with an ankle injury, which I assume he sustained in practice, a high ankle sprain in practice. Tony Bradley who was acquired in that George Hill trade and was working through the next steps with Austin rivers and Sam Presti about what to do with this team. Uh, He is the 23 year old center that as it was a former first round pick and Joel and B jokes about building around him and uh, all that stuff. He's a restricted free agent after this year, he is set to join the team and he is not on the injury report for this game against Dallas. So he's going to be available to make his thunder debut. I'm just kind of on Tony Bradley. You know what I think about the roster crunch and, and, how you can't keep all these guys, and so after you sign Moses Brown and after you make kind of these peripheral moves that, you, that you've that you made, plus you have the influx of draft picks coming in this year, uh, somebody has to go. Somebody cannot be a part of this, and, and Tony Bradley will have a chance here. He'll have the final stretch of the season to, to prove that he should be a part of it, but I'm just kind of eh on him because I know that somebody has to go in all of this. But it was exactly what I said. The whole... Him and Rivers are working through their next steps with Sam Presti it was a blanket statement as to not single out the veteran. The next steps for Tony Bradley was joining the team, figuring out how to get to the team. The next steps for Austin Rivers, which we'll talk about in a second, was not joining the team and, and waving Austin Rivers. So we're going to talk about waving Austin Rivers. We're going to talk about signing Moses Brown. We're going to recap that Celtics game and preview tonight's game against the Dallas Mavericks all coming up on this very podcast, the Lockdown Thunder podcast, your teams every day on the Lockdown Podcast Network. I want to talk right now about our good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Baseball starts this week, too, so you can bet on baseball as well. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, the scores, the odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website, or even use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Whenever you use our promo code Locked On, that's promo code Locked On at BetOnline.ag for a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. I use BetOnline every single day to bet on the Thunder games. We bet on the Celtics game. Was I right in this game? Was I wrong in this game? Do I keep my hot streak alive? We're gonna find out. When we we'll recap that Boston Celtics game. But again, go over to, to our good friends over at betonline.ag. So go to betonline.ag, use promo code LOCKEDON, and get that 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. Betonline, your online sport book experts. And we're back on the Lockdown Thunder podcast. I want to tell you right now, when this podcast is over, check out the Lockdown Today podcast. Get more of the sport news you need in less time with the new Lockdown Today podcast. Follow the Locks On Today podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Truly a great podcast to get up to date on all the major sports happening right now. Not just the NBA, but everything in between. I also want to talk about, right now, Austin Rivers and Moses Brown. The Thunder have officially waived Austin Rivers. They did that on Sunday afternoon. Austin Rivers is going to sign with the Bucks. Good for him. And he's going to try to join a contender and be a good playoff player. Uh, Rivers just do no money past this year because it was a non-guaranteed contract. So the Thunder do right by this veteran who just did not want to be here, rightfully so. And the Thunder probably did not want him here either uh, because it was just kind of doesn't fit the timeline and doesn't really fit what they're trying to do this year in terms of getting young players a ton of minutes. Uh, there was some... There were some whispers of, well, maybe he can fill in for SGA while well, SGA's out. That doesn't really benefit the Thunder at all in any way, and also it does not get you the goodwill of waving Austin Rivers and allowing him to join a playoff team, because if significant amount of time means a long time, and even if it means what week-to-week means with Therese Baisley, who's still been out since the All-Star break, then... SGA will be out past the April 9th deadline to to wave a player and let him join a contending team. And so you kind of lose that goodwill and good favor with treating a veteran uh, the the way he wants to be treated. I mean, everyone wants to join a contending team more so than a team like this in Oklahoma City. So Austin Rivers gets that opportunity and it opens up a roster spot. And so mere hours after waving Austin Rivers, Moses Brown is signed to a long-term deal. Moses Brown coming off that amazing game against Boston, which we'll get to. He signs a full-time NBA contract. For those of you that didn't know, he was on a two-way contract, which means that he was not actually on an NBA contract that was a two-way to get into the G League and also to the NBA eligibility. The same contract that Deontay Burton and Lou Dort were on, and then they both got converted. So this is a third straight year, a third straight season of converting two-way players, Deontay Burton, Lou Dort, and now Moses Brown. So the Thunder open up that roster spot by waving Austin Rivers and immediately fill it with Moses Brown. They now have an open two-way contract slot, which could be used on one of the many, many Oklahoma City Blue standouts, Xavier Simpson or Antonius Cleveland. York Seven, if you want another big man to throw into the mix, you know, they could be used on a lot of different areas uh, for this team. But nonetheless, we'll get to the two-way contract whenever they do actually sign somebody. What does this mean for the future? What does this mean for for the Thunder? Like everyone wants to know what it means in the future, and, and the bottom line is we don't know yet, right? What we do know is that it means a great deal for Moses Brown. This is not indicative of what Moses Brown can turn into. It does not mean he's going to be a starting-level player. It does not mean he's going to be a great NBA player. The only thing that this contract means is that Moses Brown, for the first time in his basketball life, has security. He he knows his next destination. He knows that he has a job next year. He knows where his next paycheck will come from. He knows all of that. This is a guy in Moses Brown who's a five-star recruit, went to UCLA, goes undrafted signs with Portland on a two-way contract. Same thing with this and couldn't catch on with Portland. And then he gets the Oklahoma city two-way contract this year, the second one. And he's the afterthought. I mean, I mean everyone, including myself had their sights set on Josh Hall being the next Lou Dort type of guy, Josh Hall, being the next guy to get converted on the two-way deal. You have to understand also how rare it is that two-way guys actually get converted. I know it's been a run here in Oklahoma City going three straight years, but there is just as many Kevin Herveys and Devin Halls out there as there are Lou Dortz and Moses Browns and Deontay Burtons who do get converted to a full-time contract. And there's way more Kevin Herveys, I should say, than there are even Deontay Burtons out there. So what this means for the future is only about Moses Brown. It means that he gets security, He does not have to look for a job in three months and wonder if an NBA team will give him another chance. He knows that he will be a part of an NBA organization for at least the next year. Now, this contract is probably set up to where the next two years after this one, which we don't know this for sure yet, it's a multi-year deal, which is the only details we know as of right now. But you can assume that the years past next year are non-guaranteed. So he all he knows really is that he has security for this next upcoming season, but that's still a big deal. And he has now made himself a millionaire, at least, and we still don't know the contract details on that either. This is a great thing for Moses Brown, the person. So no matter if he turns into Lou Dort, where he's a mainstay, a staple of the rotation, even a starting level player, or if he turns into Deontay Burton, who flamed out after a year and gets waived, no matter what happens, this is a great thing for Moses Brown. He gets guaranteed money, probably millions of dollars, at least a million, but at least probably millions of dollars, it's not just one million. He becomes a millionaire. He has that security. He, he knows that he will not have to try to cling for a two-way contract again or find a way into the G League or find something else. He knows he's going to get stability, which we talk about with Shea all the time. Well, Shea is going to get stability next year, where he's going to finally return to the same coach, to the same organization, to the same set of roster players, and he'll get that stability. Moses Brown will also now return to the same organization, the same coach, the same environment, and he'll be a no question, NBA player at training camp. He's not fighting for a spot. He's not going to the G League. He's an NBA player. That can do a lot for him, too, in his development. This is great all the way around for Moses Brown, the person. What does it mean for the Thunder's future? Nothing yet. I mean, nothing yet, because it's going to be some portions of this will be non-guaranteed, where they can easily get out of this contract. And all it does is that they rewarded a player who's played very, very well at both the G League and now the NBA. That's it. This does not make Moses Brown the future at the center position. This does not make Moses Brown even a mainstay of the rotation, as you see with Deontay Burton. He can go down that Deontay Burton path. Right? It doesn't confirm anything outside of Moses Brown, the individual, is a millionaire and has now found himself in the most secure position he's ever been in his, in his basketball career, in his basketball life. And he deserves a ton of... Uh, of praise for that because that's a huge deal. And that's something that a lot of people do not get. A lot of good basketball players are out there. There's a ton of good basketball players out there that never get the security and never get the ability to say what Moses Brown can say right now is that he's a full-time NBA player that's made millions of dollars. So I'm just so happy for Moses Brown, the individual right now, because he's he's another guy that's just amazing with the media, and he truly wants to learn. He truly wants to get better on the floor and he is soaking up information from all the veterans that talk to us, telling us how great he is in that aspect too of getting better. And some guys go into this and they think that they know everything. That's not the case with Moses Brown. He wants to learn from every single person and get as much information as he can. And so he is just a great human all the way around from what we know about him. And so I'm very happy for Moses Brown, the person, but for the thunder, it means nothing going forward because I can easily get out of this contract. It's not a contract to break break the bank. You got a ton of money anyway in the cap sheet. This is perfectly fine. It just means that you reward a guy who deserves it. And Moses Brown will be the starting center for this Thunder team for the rest of the year. For the rest of the season, he's your starting center. And whatever he chooses to do with that will be on him. And so far, he's been amazing as the starting center of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Which leads us into our game recap of the Boston Celtics game, where Moses Brown goes for a twenty twenty game. He gets 21 points, 23 rebounds, 17 of which were defensive to shut down possessions, which is going to be a a big, valuable asset whenever this team starts to compete again and wants to win games. You can shut down 17 possessions. That's a great thing for your team. And he set records. It was truly a a record-breaking night. Since the 2015-16 season, Moses Brown is the second player to record 19-plus rebounds in a single half. Dwight Howard also did that. Moses Brown set a Thunder record when he hauled in his 16th first half rebound. And the Thunder have had a lot of good rebounders over the years, as you know. Moses Brown was incredible in that first half. I mean, truly jaw dropping in that first half. Now, in the second half, he goes four points, four rebounds, but still, he was really good in that first half and deserves a ton of credit for that. And Moses Brown continues to be this kind of productive, high motor, athletic big man that is interesting. He has a lot of tools that are interesting. Is it sustainable? Is it something that, that can work in long stretches? Is it something that can work against good quality bigs, which he has not faced just yet? He has not faced you know these elite-level big men. He's only faced the likes of Jonas Valanciunas and things like that. But we'll see, and we'll see, and he's got the chance to prove it now with his full-time NBA contract, and that does alleviate some pressure, I assume, off of his shoulders and, and, and kind of gives you that confidence and that security that we talked about before. And then in this game also, Josh Hall returned and played 20 minutes and looked solid defensively. Goes one for five offensively. I think he was a little bit excited about playing again because, I mean, here's a guy that was supposed to be in Moses Brown's shoes right now, was supposed to be getting this full-time contract. He goes to the bubble and gets hurt. Cannot play in the bubble where he, would have, where he would have just exploded in the bubble and would have been amazing in the bubble. And then he gets hurt and can't play, and now he's finally on the floor. I think he was a little bit excited and jacked up a bit. He tried some high-flying dunks in this one, and he goes one for five offensively, and he'll settle in. I mean, Mark not told us whenever he said that he was available in the pregame press conference, he told us that, Josh Hall is squarely in the mix and squarely in that rotation. We'll get a ton of run here the rest of the way. And so we'll see more of him and he'll continue to get more comfortable and continue to get better uh, as a player moving forward. Coming up, let's talk about tail Maldon tonight, Poku slam. We're going to do the better today, money ball MVP, and also preview tonight's game against the Dallas Mavericks. But first I want to tell you, but our good friends over at built bar built bar is an amazing protein bar. that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. And use promo code locks 15 to get 15% off your next order. This is March, and so it's March Madness. And we're trying to crown the very best protein bar in the March Madness bracket. And so, to do that, we're already in the thick of things. And so, what's the matchup today on March 29th? It's Caramel Brownie versus Coconut Brownie Chunk. Oh, my goodness. Coconut Brownie Chunk runs away with this award. Listen, I am in two different Locked on group chats, locked on MLB, locked in NBA. Everyone to a person says that co- a coconut brownie chunk is the be- very best built bar and also better, better than a candy bar. Try them out today, right now. They should win this round, hands down. So go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Built Bar is the low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar that is good for the keto diet. Try them out today, builtbar.com, promo code LOCKED15, 15% off your next order. It is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com, promo code LOCKED15, to get 15% off your next order. I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago. You probably couldn't work the internet right. I mean, you had troubles emailing on Hotmail, and the phone would ring, and all of a sudden the internet would go down. It was a total and absolute disaster. It was a disaster. But in that disaster, in the midst of all of that, as your rotary phone would ring off the hook and the dial-up internet would slow down and shut down, you could have been going to RockAuto.com and finding all the parts that your car would ever need. And my favorite part about RockAuto.com is their amazing and easy-to-navigate website. I do not know anything about cars, and I do not have to know anything about cars. All I have to do is put my make, my model, my year into their database and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way I'm not wasting parts on things I do not need and parts I cannot use. I'm only getting what I need and what I can use at rockauto.com and they're not upcharging me the same way that local auto parts stores do. So try them out today at rockauto.com and tell them locked on since you in the how did you hear about us box and they'll know what to do from there. Rockauto.com amazing selection, reliably low prices of the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. So I want to talk now about our good friends of the Locked On NBA Draft podcast, Locked On NBA Draft. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA draft with the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow the Locked On NBA Draft podcast anywhere you get your podcasts from. I want to talk right now about that Boston Celtics game a little bit more and talk about tail Maldon who just looked phenomenal in this game. And he was so poised and so in control as that lead guard and played without Lou Dort for the majority of this game. Cause he went out with a concussion and he was kind of the guy in charge of this offense and in charge of this team. And he took it in stride and was really good. He knocked down four, three pointers, got 22 points, eight rebounds, four assists and just two turnovers. It is clear that Tail Maldon will be a low turnover player. Like he will control the ball and he will, make the safe decision. And Mark they not told us after the game that he wants him to be more aggressive. He wants Tail Maldon to be more aggressive and, and to go get turnovers. I mean, obviously not look for them and, and purposely try to get turnovers, but if it happens, it happens and it's no big deal. They want to explore everything that Tao can do. They don't want to limit him to just a safe and and you know the safe and mature player. They want him to be reckless a bit to see the test the bounds of what he can do, test what he can what he can actually thrive in in this season where the goal is not winning. The goal is seeing and exploring this roster and seeing what each and every individual can accomplish. So they want him to be more more aggressive moving forward, and he'll have that chance to be more aggressive moving forward, as we'll talk about in a second with today's Dallas Mavericks game. Poku had that amazing dunk that just got SGA so hyped, and I think that every single person deserves a hype man like SGA because he was hilarious whenever Poku slammed that down. The bet of the day outcome, I had Boston minus six and a half. That obviously cashed in. The money ball I had tied Jerome. That failed because Teo Maldon was incredible from beyond the arc. And the MVP is between Moses Brown for his record-setting first half and Teo Maldon. I'm going to go with Teo Maldon because he was more consistent in this game, uh, but I could see it going either way, and I really want to give it to Moses Brown as well. So maybe we have our first-ever co-MVP award. Real quick, let's touch on this game against the Dallas Mavericks. In this game, they will not have a single-player from their opening night lineup because Lou Dort has entered concussion protocol after sustaining a concussion against the Boston Celtics. He will not play tonight against Dallas. So that means that SGA is out. Darius Spaisley is out and has been since the All-Star break. Al Horford is shut down and not going to play. Mike Muscala is listed as out with an ankle injury, but he was always going to be a coach's decision, did not play anyway, so it doesn't really impact anything. And then Tony Bradley is no longer on the injury report, which seems to mean that he will play in this contest against the Dallas Mavericks. And the Mavericks will have Luca and they'll have KP both active in this game, and the only inactives are JJ, are JJ Redick and Willie Cauley-Stein and Terrell Terry. So really they have their entire team healthy, and they'll have their two-headed monster to try to beat up on a team that does not have a single opening night starter remaining on their team or their young trio of Lou Dort, DeRis Paisley, or SGA. For all your latest Thunder news, go check out BrickTownBuckets.com for all the inside scoop on the Thunder. I'll be updating Twitter, of course, with Mark Dignot's press conference at Ryland underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. We'll be back on this very podcast to recap tonight's game against the Dallas Mavericks, so subscribe wherever you get your podcast from and tune back in tomorrow morning. This is Lock on Thunder, the daily podcast Monday through Friday about the Oklahoma City Thunder, so be sure to subscribe anywhere you get your podcast from. Again, we'll be back tomorrow. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder.